In this week's episode of Cutscenes, we fight monsters and attend balls in part two of our The Witcher series. Let's get right into it. Video Game Movie Podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesperance. And I'm Travis Colnut. And on this week's episode, we are covering episodes three and episodes four of the first season of The Witcher. Now, if you're listening to this without listening to episode two of our second season, you might want to go back to that because on that episode, we cover episodes one and episodes two of The Witcher. Kind of essential before we get into this. Where did we leave off on the journeys of Geralt of Rivia, Yennefer, and Ciri the last time that we spoke? Okay, well, so uh, Yennefer had just um, kind of been accepted by her like witch mother as a like witch chosen mama. as yes her witch mama as the the leader of the class and kicked her uh, fellow schoolmates into the water as eels. Um, <laughs> so she is she's riding high, uh, Ciri is uh, running through the woods and met an elf friend. Dara. <laughs> Dara, yes. Thank you, Travis. And then uh, yeah, she's on the run, escaping. And then uh, Geralt, he met a friend. I think we know his name now, the Bard. I don't yeah. remember it, though. Yesiker? Is that what it is? Something similar to that. I'll mm-hmm. stick with the Bard. So he met the Bard. They had some adventures. Um, and he killed some things and some people. That's about it for him, really. He had adventures and killed some things and some people. Yeah. Seems to be his go-to every episode, huh? Done and done. (laughs) Being sidecar to someone's very important journey and then killing people and being very attractive. Speaking of being very attractive. here we go. uh, The episode starts out with another witcher. Not as attractive as Henry Cavill, but still fairly attractive. uh, Being murdered by a monster. And that's when we come on... Henry Cavill and his beautiful muscular chest. Oh I mean, uh, Geralt of Rivia and his beautiful, beautiful chest. It's so muscly. I, I uh, thought of two things when that happened. I was like, damn. Not to, not to objectify, but, but damn. Oh my God. And then I thought, Jacob's saying damn at the same time. <laughs> I feel like uh, you objectify four out of ten and I objectify uh, him like nine out of ten. Oh my God. Hilarious. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, They are in a mining town called Tamaria, and essentially we learn that there's a a creature called a Vukudlak, and this creature was actually, I think another witcher came and tried to kill it and supposedly left town, uh, and Geralt essentially like comes to the miners and says like, hey, that other witcher left, I'm not like him, I'm going to going to take care of this thing for a third of the money, and you don't have to pay me until I actually take care of it. Right. Yeah, but hey, it's yes. not really a Vukudlak. What? I, I have to say one point before this, at the beginning. He he is clearly, so he's basically at a brothel? or he's Pretty with, much. He's, with, he's yeah. with the lady of the evening, as they call it. Yeah. Why? Why is he with the lady of the evening? He could just walk through and be like, then again, you know what? No, I take it back because he's a witcher and everyone's scared of him. That's true. But the, I'm sure he could find some freaky woman who's like, I'm down with that. Like, he could <laughs> find somebody. He's, he's, he's Geralt. He's so pretty. But anyway. He's, he's, he's a bad man. He's misunderstood. He, he, yeah. 
Those men don't have to pay for it. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, he's been in that room for like three days and like yeah. didn't pay for it. <laughs> they get That's kicked true. Out and had to use his horse as collateral. He paid for her. He just didn't pay for the room. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, sorry, as, uh, as you were, yes. No, that's a very important point, so thank you. <laughs> uh, it's not a Vukadlak, he finds out. It is a creature called a Striga. Yes, okay, yes, that's what this is. Um, and this Striga is like an abomination that is an actual human being that's been cursed? Yeah, so essentially he figures out based on a number of, like he kind of goes and investigates because these miners are getting killed by this monster and the king doesn't want to like get himself involved and everything like that. Um, So he goes and investigates and he figures out, literally I think he uses his sense of smell to figure it out. Like he sniffs around and he's like, yeah, this is a Striga. And I'm like, okay, sure. I guess that's one of your powers. And then um, he... Uh, figure, so Astriga is essentially a creature that was cursed when it was conceived. I, th- I think either the creature was cursed while it was in the womb. And so it essentially killed the mother on its way out and like mutated and ate, ate the mother on its way out, which is really gross. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what's been going around killing random people. And that's what he's been tasked to kind of go fight and find and figure out what the deal is and there's some more drama involved with like the king itself so yeah isn't the drama like very quick summary the king had intercourse with his sister and this child was created through incest and then cursed by a guy that was yeah who was his name yeah he was interested in the sister and he felt like the brother who is the king at, at the time they were children or at least a lot younger. Um, at least uh, he took, he was interested in her, but he felt like the king kind of, you know, got in the way of them being together when in reality, I guess they were together. The, the brother and sister were, it's a whole Cersei Jamie kind of situation, hey. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So, but so the king knew essentially that like technically this Striga is the heir to the throne. It is by blood, yeah. biologically his daughter. And uh, so Henry Cavill kind of gets locked in a room to try to fight it until like daylight, essentially. Yeah. He gets the, that ostrich ostrich. What's his name? Uh, Ostr- Ost- <laughs> I think it's ostrich. I actually, O-S-T-R-I-T. I think you're right. Um, Ostrich's like, yeah, I don't know. I won't tell you how to reverse it. But then uh, Gerald kind of figures it out. But he's like, crap, it's not going to get flipped until the morning. So he gets into like this very uh, brutal kind of bloody battle with this Striga. Yes. That was that was pretty, that was intense. Yeah. Also, the Striga looked great. Oh, yeah. I have to say. Disgusting. All the CGI, I think, looks fantastic. Yeah. It was very, very good. It was kind of the mm-hmm. same. Like, like I said before, I think in the last episode, it was like the CGI has just been very good. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like made for tv ish you know no. it's very like good quality mm-hmm. yeah it, it feels like a movie and, yeah. and maybe that's that netflix money that gets you that but mm-hmm. uh but no that's that's a great point um one of the other cool things is like it had an umbilical cord like that was bizarre yeah, that, that was There's gross a, there are, in these both of these episodes there are a lot of semi-gross things that we will get to that i was like oh that's a choice i mean i get uh-huh. it it's it, it, it was like it was a baby that became a monster for sure Mm -hmm. still born yeah the kicker for me was that the evil man who died uh ostrich died by the striga's hand 
he was given a statue by the mining people because he was like, I think that they said, oh, he's a hero and uh, Geralt didn't correct them. They, they weren't like, oh, actually, it's his fault that the streak is here. He gets a statue and he gets to be a legend in this town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Geralt did again. Mm-hmm. I will he doesn't say. get involved in people's affairs. Oh, no, he's like, that's OK. He's like, I don't care. But they does it doesn't affect people badly. It doesn't uh, it doesn't bother him that someone else like gets credit. He's like, all right, that's fine. You guys I get cool. my money and I get my horse back. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I would say the last three episodes, Geralt has been very video game character taking side quests from NPCs. Like that has yeah. been mm-hmm. the you know what I mean. Every episode has been very oh okay he's gonna deal with this problem oh he's getting paid to deal with this problem like it's I don't know if that's part of the books but at least to me the whole monster of the the week kind of episode vibe that mm-hmm. the show has been going for so far is very much you know oh I need some more money for my you know and so I go up to this random NPC and I go deal with their their problem and then I come back and I talk to the NPC and oh thank you it's resolved you know like that's been kind of Gerald's thing for the last like couple episodes I'm gonna make an assumption here Travis are you a Xena fan yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you love this show right yeah yeah this is this is working for me okay sorry I, I had to make the assumption Katie go ahead um, I was just going to say that I think that that balances a little bit with everything else being so dense yes. and so interconnected that it's kind of nice to have the thing that's a little bit contained. It's just weird that the main character is the one who's dealing with the monster of the week and the heavy plot is the, yeah. I mean, the other two characters where like the titular character is the one who's mm-hmm. kind of just doing the, the, you know, the random side quests. That is true. Yeah. Um, Siri doesn't really get a lot that happens in this basically in the in the two episodes there's some stuff that happens mm-hmm. but in this episode Siri is barely in it yeah no I don't even know if she she appears right at the at very the end. end yes yeah it's her and the rat boy elf elf boy the elf rat boy yes thank you <laughs> yeah they're still uh, they are still on the run yeah so she's essentially yeah like they go on the run she gets drawn into a forest so like if we kind of get into what her deal is is she kind of gets I don't know if it's like some sort of mystical thing. She's hearing her voice being called over and over again into this forest. And she just kind of is walking like a zombie into, you know, being called by this, this voice and Dara's running behind her, trying to get to her and gets like shot with an arrow um, through the chest. Um, and then, so that's really happens at the very end of episode three. And then she kind of gets some more going into episode four. Um, but it, it's still a slow burn with her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Yennefer is probably the one who has like the wildest yes. episode that has implications for the rest of the series. Yennefer um, kicks so much ass. I'm like, <laughs> she's just like terrific. Of course. Yennefer's she's, awesome. She's amazing. I'm in love. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, uh, Yennefer, it kind of jumps into that where she is, it's clear that she's been progressing and she's already a little bit more confident. Like, yes. like she's still, um, herself, like she still has her like deformities that she has, but she's like talking to people with like more command in her voice. And like, you can tell that she's gained like some self-confidence from mm-hmm. having these abilities and, and like being, being able good to focus at it. them. Yeah. And being good at it and like being able to be like talk to people like no i have i have some kind of power like yeah. you have to talk mm-hmm. to me with a bit of respect basically um opens with yeah. the strangest <laughs> yes, scene the strangest sex scene i was I've like oh seen. okay i was like okay. where she conjures a crowd yes so at first it's i'm like oh okay graphic sex scene got it 
check. And then it kind of pans out and then you see that there is like, what, like a dozen people yeah. from from the, uh, from where, wherever, whatever, what place is she at? The like, which, which place? I'm not place. even sure what I it's called. I forget what it's called. But like people that she kind of knows and they're all just standing there and they're less like calmly, slightly Eratusa. smiling, watching. Eratusa. Yeah. And then the, the Tower of Gaul. Yes. The Tower of the Gaul. Thank you. And then um, after uh, things are, are wrapped up, they they calmly applaud. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? Is this some kind of weird like ceremony? What is this? And then it becomes clear. The guy, uh, what's this? I, I don't know anyone's name again. Don't know the guy. Yeah. The witch guy. Yeah. He's like. Istrid. He's like, were the people really necessary? Yeah, Istrid. Istrid. Because they're all gone now. They've yeah. disappeared. Yeah. And he's like, were they necessary to Yennefer? And she's like, meh. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I was like, oh, okay. That's slightly less weird. So I know. Weird, I thought this was going to be like, oh, is this how they kind of have them graduate? Like, I was thinking, yeah. like, oh, this is how she moves on. She's got to have sex in front of people. That's a little strange. Yeah. But, like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, and so that weird thing happens. And after that, I have. Uh, that's when the meeting of the witches happens, which decides mm-hmm. like what is going to happen to Yennefer, and she is slated to go to Nilfgaard. No, yes, well, uh, she, yes, er, er, she, yes, she's supposed to go to Erdin. Yes, but instead they're like, uh, she has to go to Nilfgaard. Yeah, and essentially Nif- Nilfgaard. Yeah, yeah, it's Stregobor that kind of like masterminds this bit of a plan. I don't know what the deal is and why he wants her to go to Nilfgaard, but instead of Fragilla, who is some other guy's niece, and he, uh, they make the argument that like, no, because she's got half blood, like uh, she's half elf uh, or like quarter elf or something. Uh, She can't go to the place that she wants to go because that guy's racist. So she's got to go to Nilfgaard instead. Um, And because of it, yeah, I mean, she was kind of promised to go to that place from Witch Mama. I don't remember her name. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, lo and behold, she finds out that she's not going to where she wants to go and she's being sent to Nilfgaard instead. And the reason being is that she's quarter elf. And she knows that the only reason someone would know about that is from the guy that she was dating, having sex with in front of mystical people. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so she goes and confronts him and uh, says, like, you told him something that you weren't supposed to say. And uh, they kind of have it out. And for all intents and purposes, they essentially break up. Um, and he was mean to her. He was yeah. not they were nice. Both. Yeah, they, they both, were both went for the throat. Yes. Like, I- that was a harsh fight like i was like oh these are like shots like yeah. i was it, it I am, wasn't just like i'm mad at you like i was like oh these are this is a well-written fight yeah it wasn't one-sided you're right no. it was uh both were brutal and broke both were like it was very good you're like ooh, ouch ooh, ouch like what can, yeah. what's happening it's another time yeah. that she's showing that she has like power and a bit <laughs> yes. of command in this relationship where she's kind of kind of showing it off Yes. That she's like, oh, no, I can hurt you back now. Like, I'm not yeah. just that girl that you're like, if you were taking pity on me, like, oh, guess what? Like, I'm You thought you now. were using me? Well, yeah. I was using you back. Yeah. Guess what? Because I can do that now. So that kind of prompts her to essentially... So she's supposed to go to this graduation. Um, and, you know, they can do... Uh, she's supposed to be able to, like, I think, become Ascend? her true self. Yeah, like, essentially... I think the ultimate goal was to, you know, 
correct her imperfections, right? And make her view herself in on her outward appearance as how she wants to be seen, right? And uh, she essentially skips the graduation and loses that opportunity because she was too busy confronting uh, her boyfriend about his lies. Um, mm-hmm. So she doesn't end up going to the graduation, but then so she essentially goes to the guy who is supposed to be doing the work on her to, uh, you know, pretty much it, it's to correct like her weird jaw and like her hunchback and a few other things and she goes to him to get that taken care of that was another one that, that was, was uh-huh. messed up that was a scene so because he's like hey i i so i gotta get the stuff to put you to sleep like it's gonna take a bit she's like no no just do it now like yeah. i don't i think she was just like no i don't want anyone to screw this up like no we're doing it now like right away yeah and he was like all right we'll do it while you're awake and then it is uh weird it is um, overly, weirdly sexual and strange, and it appears, I was like, I don't know what just happened. Did he just do, like, a weird, like, did he just pull out her uterus? Yeah, he totally yeah. did. He, he totally really, did. Which he set up as, like, oh, well, you don't, you remember, like, you have to lose something, basically, to gain something. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. So, like. To be reborn, you have to essentially lose your ability to bear children. Yeah. So, he he re- rips out her uterus. in and a uses in that like, to make, like, a potion of, like, a, a magical spell kind of thing to correct all of her physical imperfections. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, oh. A, hysterectomy like a rat like a full hysterectomy yep the whole thing it's just right there Yeesh. he's holding it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was I'm like what is that oh that's her uterus and her ovaries yeah 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 no yeah. i was like oh shit so uh yeah so that happened and that is being overlaid with the fight with the striga which yes. i like because she's like screaming in pain as you do and then he is like fighting and the striga screaming at him and all this and it's being like cut together um in like just in a very intense scene yeah so. the editing was very good there it yeah was just it was like really back good. and I forth really, and I was I, like, what is happening what is happening yeah I but i mean it. also the allegory of that of like this um this monster that was created because of a birth gone wrong mm-hmm. is being like interplayed yes. with the this hysterectomy being had which was just very bizarre weirdest thing i've watched in 2021 for sure <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And that's that's pretty much episode three. Yeah, she, um, so she comes out of that because the end of that, ep- like, so she... Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Like, no, no, just to kind of finish that off, she essentially comes out of that essentially beautified, you know, and... Um, and The important part, the, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know. But she comes out, She's uh, she attends the gala of, like, whatever's going on after this graduation, and she's just straight up, like, intervenes between the the king of the realm that she wants to be overseeing and Mm -hmm. impresses him because the one that was there wasn't really doing a good job dancing, I guess. Um, And uh, she takes over and shows her worth. And I, for all intents and purposes, got the job despite the fact that she didn't attend the graduation or anything like that, because she is that impressive. Yeah. Her, her posture is corrected. Her jaw is no longer slacked and she is the Yennefer that we know. And I like that I, it was the same actress because I wasn't sure if they were going to use the same actress or if they were going to like age her a bit. So, because mm-hmm. she still looks very young. Yeah, I didn't know if they would make her like, you know, like thirty or so. And is she like, older in the in the games? Um, in Witcher Three, she appears to be okay. Um, but she looks about seventeen when before the the transition, and I think she looks like she's twenty five or thirty when she 
comes out of it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, 25, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode four. Um, it begins with Siri in a random forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stuff with Siri, I'm not sure where that's going. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. Well, I do. I know, but I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I, know I was a spoiled. Bit. Oh. oh, yeah. Don't spoil yeah. it for me. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like spoil it because I, I know what happens. Oh. I was spoiled mm-hmm. via the internet. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I, the series stuff is more or less like she's in this forest, and there's kind of these. What are they? Um, I, th- I don't know if they're more elf. I don't know what they are. They're kind of. They're like forest people. Yeah, I don't know. Um, forest people and she, <laughs> she essentially gets like taken by them and they try to make her drink some liquid so that she starts forgetting her past um mm-hmm. and that's essentially it honestly yeah. i don't know like you know dar is alive still and he's all gung-ho for drinking the the forget me juice but like drink the tree yeah yeah the only thing that i think kind of uh, developed because yeah i don't i don't really know what's going on with any of that but her <laughs> and dara kind of have a a uh, conversation where she f- learns basically that her people did terrible things to like his uh, elvish community. Yes. Where he's like, no, like your people ran through my town and like killed everyone and raped everyone and like destroyed everything. And they were laughing while they did it. And like it ruined my life. And she's just kind of in shock because she didn't know. She was kind of oblivious to all of this. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the one development thing that I was like, oh, okay, we we went a little step with that but the rest of it i have no idea what's happening yeah yeah that she's the one character where like again i I know where it's going but like it's bizarre and i guess in the next few episodes we're gonna have to see what happens with it yeah i'm expecting it to get much better with siri but i don't know how they're gonna get there this episode i loved yeah um, me too the stuff with uh i love the stuff with gerald that was amazing i loved it I even love the stuff with Yennefer, too, in yeah, this episode. It was also very good. Okay, so why don't we start with Geralt again? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, Geralt. So uh, the bard sings about him and Sycamore Guts or something, and he gets invited <laughs> to this this royal dinner, and he's supposed to stay undercover but basically protect the bard uh, until he gets very quickly called out by Musak and it's like, hey, it's the Witcher. It's Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> and everyone just, oh, Geralt of Rivia. It's a real Witcher. I love the like running joke that like, why are you dressed like that? Because he's supposed to be like <laughs> undercover and he looks like a poor man, like in silks yeah. or something. And I'm just like, like, why are you wearing silks? It's so funny. They're like, what is this? And you can tell he's like visibly embarrassed about what he's wearing. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I'm not supposed to be in this. This is not yeah, my he's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, God, you saw me, you know, it, it's is- actually very funny. Which does happen in The Witcher 3 at one point. You have to like dress up to go to this thing. And he's like, do I have to? <laughs> and and the, the woman is like, yes, like just do it. Like these look great. Just put them on. And you're like, have to pick between three outfits. But no matter what you pick, he's just like, oh my God. Like he hates every second of it. And it's it's, it's pretty comical. Uh, that that whole thing I loved. Yeah. Um, between, you know, Kalenthi and getting to know her a little bit better and like everyone being like, "Oh, Princess Pavetta is, is getting taken tonight," and all these men like trying to woo her with their wonderful qualifications. Uh, <laughs> it's and a that's job interview. Things, it's a job interview. <laughs> it it's great. It's so great. 
And that's when the bad things happen. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that this is like the hard proof that we are dealing with different timelines. Like this is the, oh yeah, you know, it was like, not that it wasn't like it was there, but this was like, oh, I see how this fits together. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You didn't see how that fit together at first. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to take a stab at it or if I should just ramble again. <laughs> um, I love I mean, you rambling. Yeah, you go for it. Well, okay. Um, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Pavetta is um, Kalinthi's daughter and she's um, supposed to get married, right? Um, essentially, she's been in love with this kind of rat boy. Um, his, i not even sure what his name was. Uh, Dunny. That's what it is. And yeah. he, uh, he's been cursed and he comes at the last minute to try to, uh, you know, ask the queen for her hand in marriage and everything like that. And, uh, the, the thing that happens that's important here is that he uses what's called the law of surprises. So apparently years ago he saved, um, whatever Kalenthi's husband to be's name is. Who is that? That guy. Oh god, um, I don't know. He's dead. I, I just I have Pavetta's father. Like <laughs> he's not even that her the father. The law of surprise is a social contract. No, no, no. Yeah, the, that... the one who did is her father. Oh, uh, he okay. died. The new oh, one's okay. like basically her stepdad now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But he like saved someone, and he. So essentially, the law of surprises is this thing that's kind of like, hey, you owe me, but it. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to be, but like mm-hmm. you owe me something, and for some reason, this world kind of just manifests that. Yeah, it's a weird thing that I was like, wait, what is this? But then they finally kind of spell it out. They're like, you owe that person um, whatever you own that you don't know you own yet. Yeah. Which I was like, all right, which is very vague. So it could be a lot of different things. So in that case, it turned out to be... Um, well, it turned out to be Pavetta herself. Right. Like, so he ended up knowing that he was in love with her the minute she was, he even heard of her or something like that. And mm-hmm. he, and he just watched her from a distance, kind of creepy, but also just <laughs> wanting, creepy. yeah, a little bit, um, but just watched her from a distance. And then they actually happened to fall in love. She ended up loving him and he's been cursed. So he looks like a rat. Um, and so there's a fight that breaks out because obviously the queen's like, yeah, no, get this kind of weird monster thing out of my this court. weird hedgehog man away yeah. from me. And um, there's a fight. And then we figure out that there's this law of surprises that essentially they are destined to be together. And the queen's like, destiny can like kiss my ass. Cause I don't like that. Doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't exist, you know? Um, and, uh, but after this fight and everything like that, well, the big thing is that Pavetta ends up stopping her mother from killing Dunny with this sonic scream thing that we have seen Siri um, use in previous episodes, right? So mm-hmm. clearly there's some sort of magic power. And even um, the queen says this to her, like, I thought, you know, your grandmother's power skipped a generation with me. I didn't know if you got it. And so apparently they come from some sort of magical lineage. I don't know exactly what they are yet, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it kind of ends up saving them. Um, and Gerald ends up get. Why did I call him Gerald? Cut that out. Gerald, yes, uh, our Gerald, friend Gerald. You know Gerald, Gerald, uh, Geraldo <laughs> Rivera, yes, Geraldo. Uh huh. Gerald ends up getting involved and uh, stopping this magic from happening. I don't know exactly what's going on, but he gets involved, and uh, mm-hmm. Danny's essentially like what what do i owe you i want to start my new life fresh of because the queen eventually like blesses the marriage and his curse goes away so uh yeah and he's like what do i owe you what do i owe you i want to start this new life with you know no debts and gerald is 
kind of just silly. could not care less. He's like, I don't, I don't want anything. He's like, no, no, no. Give me, uh, I need to give you something. He's like, fine. It, the law of surprise. Yeah. Then. And it's like a, just to, so that he doesn't even have to think about it so that it's like a way off in the future. Like maybe they'll, maybe everyone will forget basically. And then this kills me immediately after Pavetta vomits, <gasps> yep. which every person in there is like, well, she she's pregnant. pregnant. I'm like, we can vomit for other reasons. I'm <laughs> no, like, this no, has been a very stressful purpose. evening for everyone. She no. probably ate some stuff. She drank some wine. Like, it's been a lot of stress. She could have just hurled, but no, no. They're like, she's well, pregnant. She's pregnant. Girl she's got a baby. Willed that child into existence by yes. using the law of surprises. And so now he has uh, this child debted to him in some way. Yep. So, which is essentially which is so Siri, bizarre. right? It's so, very bizarre. So that's the link between him and Siri. And so we know that going forward, there's going to be some sort of connection between them because she is bound to him and he is bound to her because of this magical law. Um, yes. But you could tell he totally does not believe in it. He's like, okay, <laughs> the law yeah. of surprises. Sure. That's going to be what you owe me. And it's, yeah. And they're, <laughs> and they're all like, what the heck did you just do? <laughs> yeah. Because he's very much like, no, just stuff happens. Like, it's a the crazy world. It's see a- me, I'll slay monsters on your behalf. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've like, been listening to a lot of my friend. You just have him on replay, don't you? Henry. Henry, Henry. Henry. Um, yeah, he's like, no, like crazy stuff happens. It's a violent world. Like people die, people get killed. There's no rhyme or reason to it. We're all just making our way through. And everyone's like, no, I don't know. Something crazy just happened. But I guess we shall see. You know what? The last thing here on this timeline uh, is future. So Travis, oh, if no, you're going to say something, Keep go going. ahead. No, no, I was just going to say like, Kalenthi is shown later. Yeah. So I think again, we're playing with timelines and someone after their kingdom is taken down so in i guess series timeline if yes. you will um cuts out part of her forearm and eats it and then is able to find where siri is yeah. is that kind of what happens oh and he's disemboweled too don't don't forget about that <laughs> yeah i think he does some sort of magic spell frigilla is there like she the one who ended up going to um oh, Nilfgaard yeah. she is the witch that is or sorceress or whatever you call her she's the one that's there with them and they're doing a, like a, a spell to try to locate Siri essentially I'm assuming yeah, have we said Nilfgaard on this podcast yet yes you made that joke last episode <laughs> okay yes, of course did. I did Nilfgaard continue don't you worry <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead Travis no no that's it uh yeah so that wraps up Geralt. I mean there and is then... yeah there's stuff with Yennefer too yeah yeah no you still have Yennefer um she so she, it kind of goes forward in time where she's like, oh, I've been doing this for, what did she say, like 30 20 years, 30 years? 30 years. 30. So I want to say, I want to say they're getting them closer. Like you can yes. tell that, you know, there's a jump in 30 years and you, it actually, the show does a good job of dating where Geralt was because the young brother and sister were at the party Geralt was at, um, that he dealt with in episode three. They were at that party um, that, or no, they were at the party with uh, Yennefer. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The thing is, Geralt is behind. So Yennefer I, is moving further forward. Yes. But, but, but then again, we don't really know when Yennefer is, I don't think. Yeah, but I think she's moving because so. it's been 30 years. So if the young brother and sister were at the party when she was supposed to graduate, yeah. then it's she's been She's getting 30- closer to Siri. She's getting closer to, um, well, it jumped 30 years and Geralt in episode 
three was dealing with the king probably in his 40s right there's probably like oh, right, 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 right. So there's she's getting closer to the Gerald timeline, yes. and Siri is still quite a ways off, like maybe mm-hmm. another fifteen years. I don't know how how old Siri is supposed to be, but you can tell Yennefer's slow. That kind of I use those points to mark where um, Yennefer was getting closer to Gerald's timeline. Now we, yeah, we you're jumped right. her thirty years up. Yeah, I had it backwards. Um, so she is taking care. She's like basically, um, she's doing a. Um, uh, what's that kind of she's side pro- quest she's called? She's protecting. She's doing, oh, a, she's doing oh, a bodyguard uh, side quest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she's uh, she's bringing someone to some yeah, place. Yeah, what's this, that called? This, An uh, escort mission. Escort An escort mission. mission. <laughs> thank you, thank um, so you. So she's escorting this uh, rich, kind of prissy, noble person of some sort, um, and she is kind of lamenting how it's she's bored. Basically, yeah. she's like she thought mm-hmm. this would be different. She thought it would be more. Um, interesting, more adventurous, more um, uh, powerful, I guess, where she's like, I've just been like, just solving little problems for these like kingdoms that are seem trivial to her, apparently. Um, And yeah, she's just kind of seems over it. And then uh, and then stuff starts happening. Basically, this group of people attack the carriage that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, Because um, this girl is the wife of this king, and she's never given given him a son. So So he gets an assassin. To try to kill her because <laughs> yeah. she can't wild. give him a son. Yeah. yeah, wild, wild times these, uh, these Witcher times. So yeah, <laughs> so then they start running, and then uh, Yennefer kind of starts flexing her uh, her witch muscles. Badass stuff too. I was like really impressed. I was like, oh yeah, this is kick ass. I am loving this. Where she just like <laughs> conjures up a portal, and she's just like run, and I'm like, oh yes, run, because she told you to run. I'm just like digging it. <laughs> I'm so digging it. Give me the whole episode of Yennefer. And then she like, she's, she's dipping, she's running, she's trying to get away from these people. She does like badass stuff, like holding him in place and then runs through a portal. Like, um, it sadly ends with her trying to save the baby and the baby doesn't make it. And so she kind of gives it a, a burial saying like, hey, you know, you're kind of better off because there's terrible things out in this world, um, which is dark. Um, yeah. I, I kind of took it as because yeah it was kind of messed up I was like oh they're their baby's dead and they and they like they don't show like graphically a baby no, being dead no, but no. like it's just kind of like a cold looking yeah. grayish looking baby that's wrapped up um, and I kind of took it as her talking about all the stuff that she basically thinks little of existence now and is like no all this stuff is crappy about our world and she buries the baby I took it as like burying like her innocence you know as like yeah. she is now that her like childhood hopes and dreams are like dead and i took that as like a metaphor for her just like putting that away and moving on it's very good yeah that's it it w- will i will yeah. say the stuff with gerald really did tie together why siri and him are bound to each other like it now you understand that why i'm I am very proud of my last minute prediction from our last episode because I totally said, is it possible that Gerald made a mistake in the past that inadvertently caused the destruction of Ciri's kingdom? Yeah, he he kind of did. He brought this about. They even warned him. Like Mouse, what's his name? Mouse something. Um, <laughs> Mouse Sack. Mouse Sack. Straight Mouse up warned sack him. Yeah, Mouse he, sack. he's like, if you, you did something now that is going to cost our kingdom because if you don't stay something will happen he like tried mm-hmm. to convince Gerald to stay and he didn't stay and i was like ooh ooh i think i got something right here yeah. 
I mean, so Travis, never gonna what, did, what do you think he grabbed at the end of the episode? Because there's a, a sequence yes. where he grabs something off a, like off a, a dead body. Robe? What is it? Like, I don't know what that is. He's it looked like, like a sack a or a robe. Scarf? I don't even know what it was. I'm not sure. It was very quick. Yes. He like stashes it in his robe very quickly. I know. I'm like, yeah. these are terrible guards. How did you not see that? Right. <laughs> Before he's being dragged away. Yeah. I think that's it, y'all. Like we are, we are two episodes through, but before we close, I want to go through uh, one of our very, very regular segments, uh, Min Max, which is a segment where we tell you the good Max and the not so good Min that we haven't yet covered here. Uh, it's a little different. This is TV, not a movie. Um, so everyone might not have a pro or con that we haven't yet talked about. Um, so I would just say if somebody has either a min or a max, just throw it out. And if we don't, then we can move on. I got stuff. My, my max, I'll start the law of surprise. Like I, I think that is cool. I want to see more of it in the show. Like it's a world where you can just say, it's a law of surprise. (laughs) Basically get a boon that you don't realize later in life, which is cool, I guess. And then crazy stuff Um, happens and everyone goes, whoa, he did it. He did that thing where then we don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's like, we're screwed now. (laughs) Thanks, bud. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if I really have like a, like a min. I'm, I'm, I won't lie to you guys. And if you listen to episode the this episode, or sorry, if you listen to episodes one and two right before this, you probably see that I wasn't like super hot on it, but like I'm really coming around on The Witcher. Yay. Yeah, I would so agree. I would I'm agree. kind of enjoying it. Yeah. After episode four, I really like this. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This is good. I'm really digging this right now. Um, I'll say I do have a max that involves Geralt, which I'm like pleasantly surprised about i am to that he's hot (laughs) that aside um there there's something about they keep putting him in situations to be the protector of the outsider of of the weird of the misunderstood right like he's had this almost four or five all five episodes so far or four episodes that we've watched so far he has been put in the situation to be the protector or the defender of the outsider of the outcast the one who's looked down upon and mm-hmm. it happened with Renfrey it happened with the Striga it happened with Dunny it, hap- it it keeps happening in every episode the elves in episode two and I'm like okay this is like I he he is an outsider and he has the ability to protect those that can't protect themselves and he knows that yeah this striga is a monster right it's Mm -hmm. killing people but he knows that no that is a person that is in there and he's despite the fact that he's not human he's a lot more human than most of the humans on this show and i very much appreciate it and i think i'm seeing that more and more it seems to be that recurring theme that keeps popping up and so it, it really hit home that like it's been four episodes now and i'm like yeah that's him and i can't that's something i can get behind so yeah i, I would say that's my max going forward any mins travis i don't know if i have any honestly maybe i had a small moment of oh i'm gonna miss yennefer's hunchback and jaw when she came out into that graduation i was like oh she's gorgeous but at the same time i'm gonna kind of miss that like she was straggly little like she was ugly that straggly little like fighter you know what i mean i'm like yeah. oh like you know it's on the inside though yeah i know it's there but i guess there was a part of me that kind of felt like oh it, i don't want her to get cocky and arrogant like she if she's cocky and arrogant 
but she, you know, has her physical deformities. It's kind of like, no good for you. But as soon as she's gorgeous, I kind of lose the, like, I don't know why. Connection to her? <laughs> no, it's not that I lose the connection. It's more just that, like, now she, I, I feel like she loses the, like, oomph behind her a little bit because she's not, like, people won't see her. They'll see her outright and be like, you're beautiful. And... She doesn't have to fight for it anymore, even though we know. And then season episode four changed that for me. I knew like I saw her in episode four and I was like, okay, it put my mind at ease. But I did have a Mm -hmm. moment at the very end of three where I was like, I don't need her to be mean and rude to everyone because now she's gorgeous. Like I just need like I still want that character. I don't want her to change her personality traits because now she looks the way she does right got it and so i was pleased that in four it didn't happen and she's still who she is but there was there was a moment of like oh no so yeah there's a moment of pause because if they if it's not written well then yes i guess she could be kind of cocky and arrogant but not have that like insecurity thing that's present that makes her relatable still if it it wasn't a well-written show yes exactly the physical insecurities are gone right so if she was just introduced like this i think she'd be a lot more difficult to yeah kind of you know get to know and and care about because if she's badass and she's gonna do what she's gonna do you're not really gonna care for immediately if you're not sure she's gone through those kinds of struggles right like yes but yeah if it's well-written then um like the the classic like ugly duck- duckling yes. character should keep those insecurities because that's true to life. Yes, right, exactly. Like you're always like that nervous, shy person, that like awkward person that you were. Like you never lose it really, right? And because so she, if it's written properly, that's that should stay in the character. And I, yeah. I have I have faith that they're doing that. I have faith too. It was just at the very end of three, she kind of comes out so confident and just takes his arm and starts dancing with that king and i'm like "Uh uh-oh this is not the yennefer that i i I know you know what i mean like please don't let this be a drastic shift for the character going forward Mm -hmm. and i was i'm glad four didn't disappoint i'm just Mm -hmm. hoping it continues she's hot ish now and she knows she's hot ish now and she's gonna (laughs) act like hot ish yeah um i have a couple i'll I'll be quick um we've got for mins it's a little thing um they introduced a character in episode three tris tris marigold yes and she was fine and i was like oh tris is here awesome oh is that a character from the games yeah okay and i was like oh great and then she was (laughs) she wasn't like as like playful and kind of like teasing or like she wasn't as interesting as she was in the games where I, where I was like, oh, she's just kind of going to be here and she's going to go away. Damn, that's a shame. Um, and then for my Max, um, we, we mentioned that Geralt is going on these side quests, basically, like little missions uh, mm-hmm. that are like game. It They kind of pulled that thing from The Witcher. I, I say The Witcher 3 because that's the only one I played. But The Witcher 3 where... All of these side quests are not, are very rarely straightforward, simple side quests. It's not like, you're going to go kill that monster. There's almost always like a twist where it's like, oh, except um, so-and-so made the monster and they did this. Or like, so-and-so feels guilty because of this. Or the monster isn't actually a monster. Right. There's a wrinkle in there. Or it leads into like, uh, yeah, a king uh, is beating his wife and his wife ran away. And like, like it becomes like a bigger story and they're mm-hmm. kind of doing that like none of his little missions have turned out simply really right. mm-hmm. 
So I, I was like, oh, it's 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 very similar to the game, which I appreciated. And I assumed the books. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it for Minimax. Hmm. Um, we will end this episode with a segment that we started in our last Witcher episode called The Metagame. It's a game about the meta still to come in season one of The Witcher. So tell me, guys, we'll close with, where do we think this is going? I, I think that we obviously know there's weird timelines, uh, series drinking Forest Juice, uh, <laughs> Geraldo Riviera is um, making friends with monster slayers and Yennefer is pretty now but where's it going where is this all leaning us to honestly I'm not sure I they're all gonna meet they're all meeting for, for sure, sure. Yeah. they're all definitely gonna meet um I'm wondering if Yennefer I'm I'm assuming this is Yennefer's out of being the you like assigned yeah. to whatever kingdom like this going for this is her out right she's not going back and I'm kind of hoping like We'll probably get another 10-year skip, and she'll be in the same time period as Geralt. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm fingers crossed, they meet in the next episode. I need them, like, we're about halfway through now. I need, like, some connection to start happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm interested to, interested to see what uh, what Yennefer wants to do. Yeah. Because, like, she, she doesn't have an assignment anymore. She could basically do anything. So, like, what does she want to do? Like, where does she want to spend her time on? Like, what uh, I don't know, what people are get, is she going to meet? And, like, what motivations is she going to have on her own, aside from what her original assignment was? Yeah, that because we really had... She had so much motivation in the first two ep- first three episodes, right? And then four yeah. just kind of was like, oh, she got everything she wanted, right? Yeah. So now where do we go from here with her? And so I guess that's where I'm looking forward to the most. And, like, mm-hmm. my brain is thinking about that. With Gerald, I'm like... He could go anywhere and I have no idea what's going to happen He's going to slay monsters for four more episodes Probably. and be entangled yeah. in the story of Siri and Yennefer. One thing with Geralt is I assume at some point, because he's really been following his code, like his uh, moral code of like, he looks at a, at a scenario and he's like, no, this isn't what's right and this isn't what should happen by like the laws of man or even by just like what's sensible. Um, I assume at some point he's going to get like involved with other characters that he cares about. And at some point he'll have to make like a decision that's somewhat against what he would normally do. Like he's going to have to go against his code at some point, I think. Yeah. You're probably right. (laughs) Jacob, anything? No, I I think I I shared kind of where I was. It was like Geraldo Riviera is going to have monster of the week adventures and is going to get entangled in the stories of Yennefer and Siri who, I guess I don't see the connection yet, but like that's the only part where I'm like, I don't know how those two characters are connected. Um, like, I know how Siri and how uh, Geralt are connected. Um, I can kind of see how like Geralt and Yennefer can be connected. Like they're both, I don't want to say ancient beasts, but they're like mythical, magical creatures. I guess I just don't see the connection yet between. I don't see the connection between all three. Uh, but I'm excited to see where it goes in the next four episodes. Like, wh- what's going to happen? Siri's going to have to have so much character development because we don't know. She's drinking forest <laughs> juice. She's doing things. I don't know. I don't know, guys. And that's another episode of Cutscenes. Uh, you can find all things Cutscenes at Cutscenes.ca on Instagram and Twitter at Cutscenes underscore pod. Um, Katie, Travis, we did the thing again. This is episode four of season two. We're like almost halfway through it, but we got tons more coming in the weeks to come. Uh, Katie, let's start with you. Where can the wonderful listeners, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter. 
I am Les Brack. Uh, I'm always up in there. I tweet occasionally. I'll chat with you. That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, where can folks find you? I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at Travis Colnett. That's all. And you can find me on the internet at Jacob Accord on all major social media platforms. Uh, you can find the three of us on an episode of Left Behind Game Club that came out in January. Uh, we played the game Emily is Away. If you're a gamer and you like video games, <laughs> uh, you can find to that. Uh, you can find that at leftbehindgame.club. I do other stuff too: YouTube, TikTok, too many things. <laughs> find all those on the on on my Twitter. Uh, that's that's me. Uh, we always end this show with a quote from the thing that we watched. So on this one, I think it's going to be, is it going to be Katie or is it going to be me doing it? I'll, I'll take a run at it and I'll see it. Okay. I Katie's going to take a run at a quote from one of the episodes of The Witcher that we watched. Again, thank you so much for listening to our humble, humble show. Um, if you like what you heard, consider a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Those really help. And without further ado, here's Katie. There is a simplicity in killing monsters. <laughs> That's oh terrible. Was so was, good. That was simple. It was great. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs> Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. Dun 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 I like the entire rendition. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast.